You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. For Frequency Sake is brought to you by Durham Remodeling, serving the Quad City area's remodeling and repair needs since 1973. Clint's Draft House, grab a bite and a pint on 7th Street, Moline. Low Pies, New York style pizza served by the Slice or Pie, Davenport. Lifted Energy, energy drinks, coffee, donuts, and more. Hashtag get lifted. Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles, Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Vintage clothing, hats, pennants, and more. A cut above, offering quality custom woodwork designed specifically around our customers. I'm going to get that championship back by shaking hands, being best friends with the champion. No, I slapped him right in the stupid face. I slid out of the ring, and I let him know my intentions from that point. Uh, he calls me down to the, the ringside, and we're we're starting to chat. He's just saying how I'm doing, all that. I'm just, and then at the very end, he's like, "Hey, you got a match?" I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" He's like, "Yeah, you're gonna have a match." I was like, "That's not normal. Like, why? Why?" And he's like, yeah, um, "We're gonna, we're, you'll be fine. You're gonna do good. You're gonna wrestle Alistair Black. It's gonna be, it's gonna be great." I was like, "All right, cool, yeah." And now. Your hosts of the Card Subject to Change podcast, four frequency sake tag team champions of the world, the Wizard CZ and Never Wrong Nick Bull. He is the Wizard CZ. I am Never Wrong Nick Bull. Together, we are the Card Subject to Change podcast, and we're so glad you're here, the wrestling podcast for the fan, by the fan. Welcome back to another exciting episode. Um, I know we got some great stuff to discuss on this show. Episode 106, what happens in Perth, and what happened in Perth was a plenty on the road to WrestleMania. If you're a WWE fan, a lot to talk about uh, with uh, Elimination Chamber. We'll do that here in a few moments. But CZ, talk about your Saturday night real quick. You uh, went and took in some wrestling last night. As we record, did. This on, as, as as we record live on Sunday, I did. I did. I took the trip down to Normal, Illinois. I got to give a shout out to our good friend DB and the athletes and wrestlers at Iron Spirit Pro. What's up, DB? DB uh, DB treated us like we were rock stars. My nephew uh, took my nephew down. Uh, we were uh, we got reserved seating, so I I saved the uh, the little card. I like uh, that. My nephew got an autographed poster of the show. Everybody on the poster signed it. It was fantastic. Got some stickers. Uh, <clears throat> the show was great up until it uh, it, it had a had a bit of a sad ending. Uh, there was an injury, like like they like to say, the Saint Ballet. Uh, <clears throat> Want to give a give a shout out to Sean Galway. Uh, put on a hell of a match until he broke his uh, his femur. Uh, wishing him a speedy recovery. I know there, he's not the only one working, uh, suffering through an injury that we've seen recently. So stay safe out there, boys. Uh, speedy recovery to everybody who's on the injured list and keep on doing what you do. I know injuries happen a lot due to storylines and people expect, uh, you know, a lot of times that storyline injuries are just part of that, just a storyline. No, these people are working. They're working hurt and injured uh, to present a quality entertainment and alternative entertainment uh, for you to go in and, to, and, and, and enjoy and have anticipation for and really relish in the moment. So uh, when they do get injured, it is a serious thing. It, it's not ballet. It's true. It's not. They're, they're in there working together, yes, but uh, sometimes their bodies are working against each other and sometimes injuries happen. So uh, our thoughts and prayers are with those that are suffering from injuries recently. Uh, whether it's here locally, independently, or where you were last night a few hours away, CZ. Uh, let's hope that those those guys and gals can get through these injuries and be able to get back to a uh, working status where they're back entertaining the fan. Absolutely. Never uh, never a fun time to see someone get hurt, but uh, they'll we, we know they're going to pull through. Uh, 
this was uh, this was just a tragic happenstance. And like I said, <clears throat> I, I talked to DB earlier. Sean seems to be in good spirits and wishing him and everybody that we know that is on that injured list a speedy recovery. That being said, Nick, let's uh, let's perk things up a little bit and head down to Perth, Australia. What do you say? I see what you did there. Let's, let's do that. Let's head down to the Elimination Chamber, emanciating from, I believe, uh, from the geology lesson that I got from uh, Graves and uh, Cole all night, Western Australia. This is the biggest city furthest west in Australia, Perth, Australia. And they're really building the tourism around this place. Uh, wonderful job on the production of the tourism uh, commercials. I'm intrigued by the place now. Uh, the different commercial breaks they had. They did a really good job with it. And like I said, tongue-in-cheek, we had that uh, Graves and Cole, uh, our real estate agents in, uh, in Perth and selling you a place because that's what they did. They sold the place last night for sure. They did a great job. I say that, I, I say that as a compliment to those guys. I thought they did a great job. Um, yeah, a, a pay-per-view that we get at four o'clock in the morning. I thought selfishly, man, I'd be able to, I'd be able to do this, but my son's team won a uh, regional championship in overtime. You know, so yeah, I celebrated a little too long and I really didn't get to put as much effort as I wanted into the 4 a.m. version of this, uh, premium live event as i'd like to i've i've watched it i got to, I, I when, we, when i watched live i watched the women's elimination chamber and then i'm finally mm -hmm. like i can't hang anymore <laughs> I'm, too old, <laughs> I'm too old for this early stuff or uh um uh, too young for it i don't know maybe but uh i i watched the women's elimination chamber match which i thought was excellent some people were made in that match that didn't win that match it had great showings we'll talk about that um, but that was the only match I could devote to my 4 a.m. time slot window. How about you? I uh, I don't have as cool of a story. I wasn't out winning any regional championships or anything. <laughs> or have any family doing so? But uh, I I had a rough night getting to sleep Friday night. I had my alarm set, uh, but I was up before my alarm. Uh, I watched like you the women's the women's chamber match, and I tapped out. Uh, I woke up again about 7.30, 7.45 and caught the tail end of the men's chamber match, uh, but went right back to bed after I saw that. And that was my life experience with, uh, with Perth, with, uh, with the elimination chamber. I watched, uh, I watched it on replay today. <laughs> okay. I'm going to th throw you out the softball question here. Overall thoughts on the show. What, what are your biggest takeaways from this show? And did you like the show, CZ? I I enjoyed it. I thought uh, I don't think it was their their best effort in the last year or two, but it, it was really solid, really well put together. I'd give it a B if I were giving it a letter grade. Uh, and we have some more potential matches, some some definite matches with the winners of the respective elimination chambers, but. There's a couple more potential matches out there uh, brewing under the uh, kind of under the table a little bit until we hear more. If there was something you didn't like about this show, CZ, what what is it? What what's the one thing you didn't like about this show? Because I, I I'm I'm with you and this was a decent show. It's not one of their better ones. Um, it got the job done. I guess my biggest complaint would be. I thought the men's chamber match was long, drawn out, and too predictable. But yeah. I didn't. I don't think it didn't ruin the whole show for me. That was just my biggest complaint was about the men's chamber match. That I can agree with. Uh, some nitpicky stuff being the a women's chamber guy. match was fantastic. Uh, the match that kicked off the show I thought was excellent. I thought they did oh, everything. Sure. I thought they did everything superb. The exits, the entries of the different competitors in that match. Who had time to shine in that match? It was Tiffy time. It's always Tiffy yes. time on this show. But <laughs> it was Tiffy time in Perth, Australia last night, and she was really, I think, the clear-cut winner coming out of that match that didn't win the match. She had her moments, and she took them and, and shined in them. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, you know, I, I, can, I, I, I also agree the men's match was a little – little drawn out a little longer than it needed to be uh, I have some nitpicky problems from a production aspect uh, 
Uh, like particularly what stands out to me is seeing Drew McIntyre standing in the middle of, ring, of the ring with a dark blue circle around his shoulders and head. Uh, the lighting inside the chamber was not the greatest, but that's, that's the production guy in me. That's the, uh, that's the, the old TV guy uh, in me uh, nitpicking. I was just marveling at the setup they had for this show uh, before I dive into all my ma- my match discussions here at the setup they had for just how vast it looked. It just, I love the look of their stadium shows during the daytime with the natural wind coming in and it looks so cool. And the, the lighting hasn't taken over yet because the sun hasn't shut, set. And so we get some natural daylight matches and I've always loved that as a fan yeah. old school. I don't know where I picked it up, but I just, I really like it. So seeing the show start off like that, I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then when the sun starts setting and the entrances and lighting and stuff, they do all that for a reason, like who comes out when, but I really enjoyed that part of it. The production wise WWE knocks it out of the park whenever it's production. Uh, they did a great job with this one and, and uh, kicking off with the women's with the women's elimination chamber match was the way to go here. I agree. Uh, before we get into thoughts on the matches, uh, I put it up on the screen for anybody watching live. I uh, got to give a shout out to our tribal t- chief and the uh, tribal chief junior, the tribal heir, uh, DJ two, DJ three, watching along with the show as they do. Uh, DJ commented on my new setup uh, with the. You are my sunshine. This used to be my daughter's room. It is now an office. Uh, yes, got to acknowledge the tribal chief. Put those ones up. <coughs> but DJ helped uh, put the bring the desk over and provided the desk that is in my new office. Helped me set it up. Uh, so appreciate him. Appreciate my boss Kyle uh, for doing that. And yeah, he gave us a shout out because he's he's watching like he does with uh, with the little one. It's part of a Sunday night routine. We're glad to be a part of it. We are the Card Subject to Change podcast. We are powered by Low Pies Pizza, built by Durham and Modeling, colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo, the wrestling podcast for the fan, by the fan. Yes, we are. Card Subject to Change. So glad you're here with us. We are just discussing the opening match, the female elimination chamber match from Perth, Australia yesterday. It kicks off the show. We talked about how Tiffany Stratton had an impressive showing in this match. Let me ask you about Let me ask you about maybe the elephant in the room in this match. And I, I I think that's Raquel Rodriguez. And I think maybe is what is holding her back, CZ? She's, she's got a definite niche look for the women's division. She doesn't look like the rest of them. Right. Um, she's very strong, huge upper body. Her back's rip. They always focus on that. Is it the fact that she is so, like, big and dominant against everybody else? where it's hard for her to really blend in. Um, I think that's part of it. I thought she had some rough spots in this match, and that's maybe because she's trying to dial it back so much and be safe because she's so strong. I can't imagine how hard that must be for a performer to do uh, just at a drop of an instant like that. So I always wondered, does she get lost in the shuffle that way? Um, Because I felt she just kind of had moments in this match where she just – was out of place and didn't seem to be in the right, in the right frame of mind. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Uh, I think you're right. I think she was holding back a little bit because she doesn't want to hurt anybody, which kudos to her for trying to, trying her hardest to be safe. Uh, But here's the thing. I like Raquel Rodriguez a lot. I just don't think she has it. And when, in this instance, when I say it, it's, Oh, it's hard to put my finger on it. It, I think, with her leaving, with her, uh, her being injured and coming back, some of the uh, some of the fan backing was lost due to time away, and I, she just doesn't have the charisma to me that that would put her on that next level. Like, <clears throat> like you look at someone like Rhea, who is a powerhouse in her own right. But she has that, she is so charismatic and has that personality that just grabs the fans, whether it's whether it's love or hate, uh, whichever side of the coin you're you're rooting for Rhea on. 
I don't think Raquel is there. I hate to say that because she's a tremendous athlete, uh, but I I just don't see that it factor. The diatribe of the wizard, and I I appreciate you breaking that down because I I, I feel similar in a lot of the ways. Uh, Anthony Sandoval here is chiming in, and thank you for being interactive on the show on the comment section. It says she was a way better heel along Dakota Kai. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. she was. Um, I agree she was. Uh, anybody else have any feelings out there about the women's uh, elimination chamber match uh, from yesterday in Perth, Australia? Please let us know in the comment section. We're here discussing it right now. We've talked about uh, Tiffany Stratton with the world's prettiest moonsault. That was phenomenal. The crowd was behind her. I, I It felt very organic for Tiffany Stratton when she came out. Like, no matter what she does, the crowd's going to be behind her, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I, I agree. Tiff, Tiffany is, she's got that personality. She's got that, she's got that look. She's got that vibe. But when she, she's another one who was gone due to injury and came back. She really came into her own coming back from injury, and when she dropped the the Barbie doll, uh, the Barbie doll thing, the the daddy's money thing, and just became who she was, who she is now. Yeah, that put her over. That that is where she needs to be. I love that she is there now, and she is going to she's going to do big things. Her big breaking out party, in my opinion, were the matches she had with Becky Lynch on WWE NXT programming. That's when Bex was the NXT Women's Champion. And I'm going to tell you what, those matches to me are what really tipped the scale for Tiffany uh, Stratton, why I'm a big fan, why I'm a huge fan. Whatever she does, I'm going to watch and listen to what she has to say um, because I think she's that good that quick. Now, she's got to remain that way. You've got to polish your craft. You got to get there. It's going to take repetition. I think she needs plenty more reputation. Don't get me wrong, but the seeds are there to see how big of a star someone could really be. Tiffany Stratton, right now, in my opinion, man, she's got it. She she does. But let me counter that by saying to to build off of what you're saying, she's at that tipping point. She is there, but she needs to stay there to win over the crowd and to really really go to that next level. It could go either way right now with where she's at if if I'm reading the room right. I love her to death. I think she's fantastic. But she's got to hold on to that and keep and build to become even better. I would agree. It's going to take some time. But she's really captured time in a bottle right now or lightning in a bottle. And the wave of, of emotion and what she's been doing and what she's been riding has been amazing. So keep an eye on her. I know she's got a long way to go. But, man, she has come really far, really quick. I just hope she can be able to maintain that and, and still. Uh... <laughs> Scott Steiner making an entrance. There are some sirens back in the background of my recording. <laughs> I've got the windows open tonight, and there's uh, a truck backing up somewhere, maybe an ambulance or something. So, yeah, Scott Steiner making an entrance. If Scott Steiner is out there tonight on this show, Please, please stop on by. We'll put you on. But yeah, no, I wish Scott Steiner was making an entrance. I apologize. Yeah. There were some sirens outside, but I believe everybody's okay. It's just emergency <laughs> if, personnel vehicles in the neighborhood at the time. So <laughs> can I can I just say, Scott Steiner, if you're listening, hit me up on the socials. I will send you a link and invite you into the studio. We will change tracks in a heartbeat. Because holla if you hear me. Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't, let's, what, let's, that, that's how we, that's how we do it. We just kind of go with it. We change it as we go. It's the card subject to change podcast. What we're talking about one minute may totally be gone from the show, and we may be walking to meeting Scott Steiner on here. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I mean, would you be able to ask a question, or would I have to jump in and start the conversation? Um, I I, I would do my best to to be able to ask a question. I don't think I get starstruck. <laughs> Would you start Much. cutting the pro? Would you start cutting the promo? <laughs> yeah, I might. I might. Ju- I might just. Uh, Nick, the before we before we put a bow on talking about the women's match, uh, the the other standout, obviously Tiffany Stratton, obviously the big standout star coming into her own here. But give a shout out to Liv Morgan, someone yes, else Liv- who has yes. been 
who has been gone due to injury and making a, making her comeback. Fantastic performance by Liv. Uh, all all six of these women did a great job, but to me the standouts were Liv Morgan and Tiffany Stratton, and obviously Becky because she won the match. But excuse me, those are those are the two young ladies that I thought really stole the show. And now we can officially say we have that match that people talked about uh, penciling in as a WrestleMania match, penciling, penciling in possibly as a dream match for close to a year now. We finally have uh, Rhea versus Becky. We finally yeah. have it on paper. It's made official. There's no going back now. You know, 42 days till WrestleMania. Hold on for the next few weeks of, you know, riddles, jokes, and fun, promos, matches. The back and forth between these two is going to be it's going to be awesome. We don't get we don't get Charlotte Bianca like we thought we would get, but this match is going to be something special with Becky and Rhea. Just the wave of emotion both fan bases and do. Rhea is on top of this company right now. I mean, she just Main evented a, a, a pay per view in her home her home country, showing that she's a, you know able to do that. We've seen Becky Lynch main event a WrestleMania, so the power that these two possess, the most two powerful most women wrestlers right now in the business, squaring off at WrestleMania, it is going to be fun. I cannot wait for Becky versus Rhea. And I would make an argument for Rhea to be not just the face of the women's division, which she is oh, right the, now. The whole company, opinion, the whole company, the whole company, exactly. Yes. Yes, you, I agree. You read my mind. <clears throat> she she is very much the face of the WWE. Nothing against Roman, nothing against Seth, who are both the title holders. Rhea is WWE right now, hands down. And I am excited to see her and Becky lock up. And I'm excited for the promo battles that you know they're going to have. It's going to be epic. It's it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be exciting as it was. One, two, three. Now we have this match going into WrestleMania. I'll tell you what I was really excited for, and you're going to be like, yeah, I could see that. And it's the tag team championship match coming up next on the show as we have wait, the champions. Wait, you never wrong Nick Bull excited for a tag team match? Get yes, out sir. of here. Yes, sir. Get out of here. All is fair and right in the world. There is a tag team match that means something on this show. As we have the tag champs, uh, Finn Balor and Damian Priest taking on the New Catch. New Catch Republic. Republic. What do you think of that name? I wrote that down and I'm like, I wonder what CZ thinks of this. Because I'm not even sure I know what I think of it. I like it. And then like uh, Corey Graves says, it sounds like a place where women you know, shop to get clothes. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was a great one-liner by Graves last night. I had to steal it for our show tonight. But uh, I, I, I missed that one in my, oh, when I was watching. I it sounds like it. a place where my wife buys clothes. But yeah, what do you think of the new Catch Republic and their name? I mean, you look at, you look at the two people who are, who are in the tag team, very much Catch Wrestling. Uh, Pete Dunne with his joint manipulation and his ground uh, ground game in the wrestling business. Tyler Bate, very, very similar, but also has that brawling aspect. I think it fits them. I really do. It, I'm, I'm not sold on it yet, but it's growing on me. And I really think, I really think it's the best name you can give to those two. I, I really do. Sorry, I'm taking ask. I'm taking some time here answering a question here on the right by Anthony Sandoval. You'll see our answer here in a second. I'm, thanks for being interactive tonight on the show, talking about WrestleMania matchups. He asked, I'm curious if Rhea Becky could be better than Rhea Charlotte too. Becky needs a great showing. Rhea's fantastic every time out. I, I think the lead-up is going to be much better. Um Going into this one, I also think this, there's a hidden factor. Becky is playing for a contract, folks. Your contract's coming up here in the next six months. Looking at contract extensions after WrestleMania. She goes out there and has a match of the lifetime. Um, win, lose, or draw against Rhea. And WWE has got nothing they can do. They, they have to re-sign her. I, I don't know how you let a star like Becky Lynch get away 
No, um, hell no. I don't know how these contract negotiations go. You hear how some go, you hear how some don't. But I don't know what they got to do, but you got to get Becky Lynch locked up. And you got to think Becky Lynch is, this is a job application for her. She's going to go out there and put on a show against Rhea. And you know Rhea is going to be able to handle it. Rhea has been handling this for well over a year now. Um, the spotlight, it's built for her. I'm, I can't wait for Rhea and Becky. I can't believe um, we have a chance for a match of the multitude last year that was Charlotte and Rhea when Rhea uh, began her reign. To think we could possibly have an, a match the following year that could top that is just icing on the cake. I can't wait to, to see how this card forms up. I can't see to see. I can't wait to see how they start stacking the nights. I am excited. It's WrestleMania season. Woo! Can't wait. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think this is. I can see it definitely being better than Rhea Charlotte too. I really can. I agree with you one hundred percent. The build is going to be phenomenal. I'm super excited to see where they go and what what we're going to get out of these two because it's going to be off the wall. So we're uh, we're talking all things Elimination Chamber today on the Card Subject to Change podcast. Uh, we're powered by Lopez Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, colored by Ryan and Allison Tattoos. And Nick, we were, we were talking about the tag match. Let's get back into it. Uh, what did you think when Dominic came out with Priest and Balor and just the raining down of heat that he received? You know, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's an audio foil of some sort they're doing, but whatever they're doing, it seems grassrooty enough. It seems homegrown enough that it is that loud and he's getting booed out. Oh, it was amazing. He doesn't have to do anything. He is just out there milking the crowd. I'm like, there's people who dream of having heat like he has. Just dream of it. And it is just, it's oozing out of him like sweat. Like he oh, is, yeah. he is a heat seeker. He's got it. It's amazing. It's a gift that he has. It's a gift I hope he always has. And you get the crowd, that big of a crowd, a stadium crowd, that amped up. Uh for just opening your mouth a little bit, you're doing your job right. And props to Dominic for uh, being in this role and really excelling for the Judgment Day. Oh, absolutely. There was, a, from what I've heard, there was a moment, I believe after the match was over, where they blacked out the screen. <clears throat> uh, and it was because of they were showing Dominic, they had to black out the screen because the entire front row was giving him the finger. I had read that too. The entire front row was telling him he was number one and they thought they had to cover it up. Probably a smart move uh, with all the optics out of the company lately. Probably a very smart move, but still a pretty cool compliment to have the whole front row flipping you off because uh, they're so upset with what you're doing and they're so upset with what you're saying to them that they're that amped up. Um, no, I love this tag match getting back to the new Catch Republic. I don't know if I'll be able to get over that name yet. Like Graves said, it sounds like a clothing store. But uh, I like this combination of guys. Yes. So my question to you is, Pete Nunn, Tyler Bate, smaller guys that are stars. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, smaller guys that are stars that are both in tag teams. How come I can buy the concept of the new Catch Republic, but I just can't get behind what DIY is currently doing? Why is that? And I thought I'm only asking you because you're a DIY fan, and I wanted to hear yep. what you have to say. You're putting me on the spot, and I appreciate I that because it's making me think. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Champa and Gargano have have a lot of chemistry together and keep that keep that point because i'm going to yep. come back to that but yep <clears throat> champa and gargano have a lot of chemistry they can hold the crowd in the palm of their hands when they want to in my opinion and i i don't think i'm alone in this <clears throat> they can get the crowd to rally behind them pete dunn and uh tyler Bate also have a lot of chemistry. Here's the thing. 
I think you can get behind them more than DIY because of their styles. DIY is a little more flashy, a little more, uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but there's, there's a certain someone that, that you and I think does too much to get the crowd's attention. And I they, think that's why you, 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 yes. you think they pander too much. I think that's why you do not get behind DIY as much because they, they pan like I'll, I'll fully admit they there's, they sit at the ring and they pat themselves on the back. They clap and they pat themselves on the back. Right. It, it's like, come on, crowd, give me, give me, give me. Right. Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate don't do that. But they still can grab the crowd. Uh, I, and I think that's where I think that's where you're having the hang up with DIY, because I I don't think you would argue that they're both phenomenal wrestlers. It just. No. The way they present themselves is what, I in think my present, opinion, presentation probably is a big part of it. I'll give you that. I think that's if I'm going to take something away from your from your argument, your rebuttal there. I would say presentation is a big deal. A lot of these things, uh, the presentation of Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, I thought was excellent in this match. Uh, the back and forth was very good. There were moments I thought, man, they're really going to end the title reign tonight, and we're going to see the the Judgment Day start to uh, crumple from within, but not not to be the case. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've never really been a big singles guy uh, for tag teams. And Finn Balor and Damian Priest are both singles guys, but they have done such a tremendous job of meshing together as a unit, as the tag champs. Like, I can cut them a break and, like, not have a problem with them both being single stars, teaming up to be a tag team because they're that good. Um, they've really done a great job of that. Another great big title defense uh, on the biggest stage at a live at a PLE event. You're getting some big uh, some big push when you're winning on uh, PLEs, and especially in uh, you know Perth, Australia, where Rhea Ripley, the leader of um, Judgment Day, is is from, and getting to get a big pop when you guys win. So, um, all in all, I love this tag match. This might have been my favorite match on the whole show. Go back and watch it. It's really good. It's really good. It's it's kind of in that tough spot after the women's elimination chamber that was excellent, and you needed to re-catch your breath. And and, and I thought that uh, the new catch revival and the Judgment Day put on a really excellent tag match. And if you're a fan of tag team wrestling like I am, go back and watch it. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Can I just give a shout-out to, to the new catch republic, to Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, for their double team moves. I'm a sucker for yeah, in a tag yeah. team uh, in a, a tandem moves. They did the 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 double team Tyler Tyler Driver 97, the they call it what they call the Birminghammer. Uh, yeah. I love the burning hammer. I think it's a great move. I understand why the WWE might think it's dangerous and they don't present it. Uh, for cert- for various reasons, but the dual dual burning hammer, Birminghammer, sorry, the Birminghammer, I love but, it too. <laughs> <laughs> well done, very well done. Uh, when they both did the fake out that Tyler Bate is known for, where he holds up the one and then punches with the other. Yep. I I thought their I thought their tag team offense, their double team offense was amazing i really loved every aspect of when they were in the ring together against one of the judgment day we're talking good old-fashioned tag team wrestling here why not this is the card subject to change podcast we are powered by lopez pizza built by durham remodeling colored by ryan allison tattoo we probably should take a break here cz as we are well into this show uh well into the 34th almost 35th minute of this show thank you for staying with us here as we record live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitter. Am I right? Did I get them all right? Yep. Yes. All right. On the I was, Dude, I was guessing all right. <laughs> we're live on all of those. We're so glad you're with us. We're going to take a quick little break here. When we get back, we're going to talk men's elimination chamber match. Lots to talk about about that match. And, of course, that main event between Nia Jackson and Rhea Ripley. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the Card Subject to Change podcast. For frequency's sake, has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. 
Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter Pit Row with Rod Villagomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11.30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. With over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 for all of your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision. Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Lopez Pizza. It's better than a hot dog in a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and Downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Low Pies is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Low Pies Pizza a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. Hey, this is Buff Bagwell, and you're watching the Card Subject to Change podcast. Check it out. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back Bagwell. to the show. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> love that clip. I love that we got to talk to both Buff and Mick back in the summer of, uh, of 23. Cool. Uh, Nick, before we go any further into elimination chamber yes sir i need to introduce a new segment to the show uh we have a good friend of the podcast now becoming a correspondent who is going to be giving a weekly segment uh and i'm going to present that right now ladies and gentlemen a moment of focus well what do we have here it's me the feline phenom jay tangy I know, no cat eyes, no collar that says energy, but you know who I am. You know what I can do. But why I'm here is because I'm bringing you a moment of focus with the feline phenom, JT Energy. Now, what is that? Well, it can be whatever you want it to be. But today, let's talk about the present. Let's talk about the now. It's the night before elimination chamber. And I'm recording this and I think to myself, tomorrow, a lot of men and a lot of women are going to go through a lot of pain to get what they want. And every day in your life, you can be just like them. Every day can be your elimination chamber. Whatever your goal is, whatever you want, maybe you got to go through a little bit of pain to get what you want. 
And I'm probably going to have to go through a little bit of pain in the near future to get what I want. And that's to hurt someone like Dion Roosman. This has been a moment of focus with the feline female. JT Energy. Nick, you're speechless. I'm focused. No, I'm I'm focused. Yes. I'm not speechless. I'm focused. There's a lot to process there. And thankfully, um, you know, go back in the archives and be you can fast forward and listen to that segment, rewind and listen to that segment as much as you can. There's a lot to process there. What's your number one takeaway from a moment of focus? I was extremely I focused. Mean, I'm, I'm, I'm bothered. I'm, I'm listening. What What was your biggest takeaway? Uh, this week, my biggest takeaway, you know, he talked a lot about, uh, to me, it hit home. It's it's about the struggle. You know, we all, we all go through our own struggles. I'm going through one uh, with my weight. That's no secret to anybody who watches the show. Uh, but you got to do the hard things. And I'm on my way to... To starting, I'm starting to do the hard things again. I've been through it before. I can do it again. I'm going to get there. But that's my takeaway: is you gotta, you gotta suffer to succeed. Absolutely right. You got to be able to give up something uh, to get to where you want to be. And I think that was that was evident in that, in that spot. And no doubt, you can do it. Um, you've done it before. You can do it again. And we believe in you, CZ especially here at the Card Subject Change Podcast. We know you can. Let's talk about this men's elimination chamber match. A lot of excitement coming into it. Some very big names involved in it. We've got L.A. Knight. Yeah. Bobby Lashley. We've got Logan Paul. We've got Kevin Owens. We've got Drew McIntyre. And did I leave out one? Did I say Randy Orton already? You did not. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. First a thing very, I'm going to say. Very stacked, about, very stacked elimination chamber. I like the selections they have so far. They have for it. I do too. I think this, I think there's a lot of big names, a lot of good stars. First thing that I want to say about the men's match versus the women's match. The men's match set up a handful more potential matches other than just the winner who will face Seth Rollins. Yes. The women's match did not have a lot of setup for any of the other ladies involved, in my opinion. But you've got to look at you've got to look at the potential, the still heated rivalry between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Whether that happens, or let's just pull the band-aid off. We're not spoiling anything. The event happened more than 24 hours ago. Uh, the way it ended. Can we can we see Logan Paul versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania? I mean, I'll sign up for that match. Logan Paul, Randy Orton at WrestleMania for the U.S. Is the belt still a part of it? I mean, um, you got to think Logan Paul is not going to lose his belt before then unless Randy Orton causes him to lose his title. And then that's we just have a clear-cut matchup between those two, but Man, styles make fights, and there's been a lot of love for Logan Paul in his matches for how far ahead of the curve that he is to little experience that he has. He's going to be in there with a ring, ringmaster general. I'm not trying to steal anything from Gunther, but Randy Orton is a ringmaster general. He knows it up and down, side to side. He's been through it all. He's done it all. So this matchup, to me, I'm intrigued. You got the new kid on the block with a little experience against the guy with the most on the – you, these styles make fights. And Randy Orton never comes up shy uh, for putting on a great show at WrestleMania. And you know Logan Paul is going to go that extra mile to do what he can to put on a show at WrestleMania. So if this is one of the ways they're going for WrestleMania, and it kind of was hinted that way last night with how things went down uh, with the brass knuckles and everything – I, I'm I'm on board for this match. I'm on board for this coming out of Elimination Chamber and, and getting the WrestleMania run. Oh yeah, because you know, uh, you know Randy and his his personality. He is not the kind of person who is going to take that line down. 
No, no pun intended. No. He's going to come back and target Logan Paul and let I I don't think Logan Paul is legendary in WWE. Maybe he is in his little podcast world, but Randy Orton is the legend killer and I think he's going to preemptively kill the legend of Logan Paul. That remains to be seen. I'm excited. I hope this is definitely one of the matches coming out of it. Um, my complaint with the men's, my, my biggest complaint with the match was just, it just seemed drawn out and too predictable, uh, the eliminations and who was going to be there at the end. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying this ruined the whole show for me. It didn't. Um, but at times it just seemed like a chore to get through this match to get done uh, from reviewing. It just seems so slow and, and drawn out. I know you got to do selling. I'm not saying that this had to be a time time restraint match by any means, but um, it just seemed a little more drawn out than it should have been and a little too pre more predictable, in my opinion, than what it should have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I called it I was wrong in the way that it happened, but I had a feeling that somehow AJ Styles, since he wasn't involved in the match itself, my initial thinking was that he was going to cost LA Knight from being in the elimination chamber, but I'm not surprised that he cost LA Knight his match during the elimination chamber. And you've got to think that that's going to be the build there for LA Knight. That's his road to WrestleMania is going to face off against AJ Styles. Hey, I know there's no gold on the line right now for LA Knight, but that is a that is a great matchup for WrestleMania. Yes. You're looking at that on paper. If you're looking at that as a WrestleMania, as a fan of WrestleMania, or just wrestling on paper, LA Knight, yeah, against AJ Styles and he and, and Styles is working heel. This is going to be good. This is going to be one of those matches we're going to talk about in years to come. Like, man, this is a hidden this is a hidden favorite of mine on WrestleMania. 40 you got to check this match out remember this match i think we're going to talk about this match like that in the future um i just think these two can get together and put together something good i can agree with that i'm not i'm not disputing that i think it's going to be fantastic let me ask you this though nick it doesn't happen very often cages are designed to keep people in uh, we saw like an, an example this isn't a this isn't a, the best example but we saw like uh Years back, Edge costing Kofi Kingston his spot in the Elimination Chamber and stealing it. What do you think about outside interference in the Elimination Chamber? Someone not involved in the match, much well, like Logan Paul last year with Seth I'll, Rollins. I'll bounce like, it back with you because I think this is very, very similar to in the Royal Rumble when you get eliminated by somebody who's already been eliminated. Yeah, okay. I, I can agree I with that. I think you could kind of encompass that. I think you can encompass what you're talking about here with the elimination chamber door being open and things happening when people get eliminated. I think you can associate that with Royal Rumble and people getting eliminated uh, by someone who's already been on the floor. Uh, they, the referee obviously seen them pull them off and they've been eliminated. I think it kind of goes with this. Uh, that's what That's what I would say with that. And I mean, yeah, the commentators can play it off. Oh, there's no disqualification in the elimination chamber. Anything can happen. I, it just, I don't know. It just, I understand why they did it. It just, it feels like, it seems like there could have been a different way. Yeah, there could have been. There could have been a different way. There's not. And, I'm telling you what, we've got two possible matches coming out of this with a third Drew being in the championship match now against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So we got three matches uh, technically out of this match, even though the other two aren't made official yet. They're being hinted towards with what happened in this match. So we have a possibility of three matches coming out of this. That's a good thing. Um, that's that's the best part about this match. Two matches. Yeah, that's the best part about this match. It advanced the storyline, and now – we are taking the next step towards WrestleMania with these guys involved in this feud. Oh, oh, I agree. I agree. And I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm excited to see the build. I love LA Knight. I love AJ Styles. Those two are going to put on a hell of a show. And I agree with you. AJ Styles as a heel. He's always done his, uh, in my opinion, some of his best work as a heel. I mean, 
who doesn't like it to see him beat up John Cena? <laughs> Can I, you know, speaking of, uh, speaking of this, this is a weird tangent talking about AJ Styles as a heel made me kind of think about what his, uh, his run with the championship as a face and Samoa Joe, uh, is his heel work. Wendy. But the reason I bring up Samoa Joe, I really miss him on commentary in the WWE for one reason only. It's great when you hear Graves say something, oh, the Glasgow kiss, but uh, Samoa Joe, when Drew McIntyre would hit the headbutt, the Glasgow kiss headbutt, give us a kiss. That was my all-time favorite line for that move. Okay. And I miss it so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Weird tangent. I, I, I went off a little bit off the I'm sure. I'm sure guy. Joe is going to drop his belt for you and go back to the land of not being No, 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 no. You're, you're misunderstanding me. I don't I know see I that am. Happen. I know I am. <laughs> but if, if they could play that every time that Drew hits the Glasgow kiss, I, I, I wouldn't complain. I mean, obviously they they can't since Samoa Joe is in that other company that we'll may, maybe talk about next week. But uh, but yeah, I miss that. That brings us now to the main event and uh, wise choice by WWE to make Rhea Ripley the main event as she defends her world heavyweight championship against probably her hardest opponent to date in this situation in the title defense with Rhea uh, with uh, Nia Jax. What'd you think of them about them being in the main event? And what were your overall thoughts on this match, CZ? Right call for them to be in the main event. Couldn't have it any other way. Uh, they're in Rhea's home country. We're in Perth, Australia. Absolutely, this had to be the main event. There's no question about that. The match itself, uh, the match itself was good. I, I have no complaints over it. I, I I, I think it was a little longer than it needed to be, but it was fun. There were some good spots. I loved that Rhea's family was in the crowd and Nia yep. was taunting the family. Yep. I thought that was a good heel touch right there. Uh, Nia didn't seem to hurt Rhea Ripley in any way, shape, or form, so that makes me happy. I'm not. I, I, I didn't. I, I, I didn't say that. I digress. She said. It is what it is. I'm I'm not going to talk more on that. But uh, I don't know. I, I I thought this was the right call to be where it was, and I thought the match was well put together. I love I loved the line from uh, Graves uh, and Cole after the match. Um, you know what what a title match, what a defense, and one of Rhea Ripley's better matches, and undoubtedly probably one of Nia Jax's, if not her greatest match she's ever had. So they were really talking up Nia Jax on the call of the match she had with Rhea Ripley, giving her everything she could. So hats off here to, from Nia Jax to working with Rhea, not injuring her, uh, putting on a great match, telling a great story uh, in front of a very uh, lively and uh, buoyant crowd there at home in Perth, Australia for Rhea Ripley. Um, so the stage was amazing. Uh, the story they told was great, and I, I both women brought their A game here for the national for for the championship match, the world heavyweight championship match. And a lot of times you say, "Oh, someone didn't bring their A game." They both brought their A games, and I think we both are rewarded with a pretty decent match. Yes, very much so. I thought it was I thought it was well put together. <clears throat> it was very enjoyable. The crowd was into it, and I couldn't you couldn't uh, you couldn't have written a better a better end to elimination chamber from Perth, Australia, in my opinion. From one ending of a show, we go to another ending of a show, and that brings our review to an end of WWE's Elimination Chamber. But fear not, if you like the reviews, guess what? We, are, we have another one uh, coming up next weekend, don't we? We got a pretty big match to review uh, next weekend. Uh, we do, but, uh, DJ, I'm trying to read our tribal chief is posing questions. Uh, 
How is CZ training for the for his WrestleMania double dip, defending the big gold belt versus Harper, uh, DJ's daughter, and defending the FFSQC tag team titles against Joe the Show Winkle and Nick Brinks? Well, first of all, Harper, you want that belt over there? Come and get it. You're not get, taking it off of me. I'm not letting that belt go for you, for your dad, for anybody. As for Joe the Show, Winkle, and Nick Brinks, yeah, you already know. We're the champs. We're the best show on the For Frequency Sake podcast network that is wrestling related. We're the best show all around. We are the tag team champions. We are the best duo in FFSQC. So you want to go? Hang the belts up on a ladder. We'll do it in a ladder match. <laughs> Sorry, Nick, I'm speaking for you. We're going to take on uh, Joe and Nick WrestleMania weekend. Nick Brinks in a uh, in It a doesn't match. matter. It doesn't matter what kind of match they want. It doesn't matter what kind of match they get. They're going to have to deal with the result of that match, and we know what the result of that match is already. Okay? I don't get into, I don't get into games. I don't get into matches. I don't get into fights that I can't win. I'll be in this one. I'll see you at the top of WrestleMania when I'm holding that bell at the top of that ladder. Can I uh can the I steal a line are can, here? Can Boom. I steal a line from our good friend the devil dog? Ooh. Rah. That's that's close. Okay. That's not what, the line I was thinking it? of. Joe Winkle, Nick Brinks, we will take you to deep waters. Boom. <laughs> oh man. Well that I think that says it all. I think we need to wrap here. Yeah, that's Nick, a good let's place. talk that, a little that's bit. A good place to wrap. That's a good place to wrap. We had our fantasy uh <laughs> promo cutting tonight, a new segment we're testing <laughs> out that we'll be back with in the future, of course. Uh that went well, uh better than planned. Uh, but we've got Ran out of show for you here tonight, but don't don't worry. We've got hello, friends, and we're all friends. Friend or here. Q. What's up? Squared circle. Thanks for saying our good, hi. Our new friend here saying hello. Welcome. You're just in time for us to wrap. Appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Nick, let's talk a little bit about the future. Let's do. What do we got coming up? I know next week we've got a very big retirement match. We're going to be talking about. We do. That's going to be huge. Uh, the retirement of one Sting. It's disappointed to see him go, but happy that uh, that he's going to get a good send off here. Uh, March is going to be awesome, and next weekend is the beginning of March. We've got AEW Revolution, which reminds me we will not be broadcasting Sunday night since Tony Khan has decided that uh, that is the night. He wants to put on the show. We will come to our set, come on our secondary night on Tuesday. Uh, we have we have some good guests lineups. SCW Pros, Augustus Draven, the Shadow Alpha, will be Alpha, not Alpha. He's not an Elf, although there are rumors that he is an emo Braveheart. I didn't spread those. I didn't um, either. I didn't that didn't hear that from me. Uh, we've got tag team photography's Clint Dye coming on to give the uh, the perspective from being behind the lens, uh, taking pictures of wrestling events. And one of my favorite shows is coming back. We did it last year. We have Doug Green, the co-founder of Four Frequencies, say coming on the show. It's the Booger Eater's Guide to Wrestling Part Two. And I don't care uh, about spoiling it. I think we already mentioned it on air once. We did already we talk about having, it. We will be having him watch the Pipe Bomb promo and Money in the Bank from 2011. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited to review that. I'm excited to hear a, a wrestling novice's perspective on that. March is going to be awesome. April's going to be awesome. We've got WrestleMania. We've got some big guests lined up for April and May. But... That's a ways off. For now, we're going to put a bow on the show. Thank you all for tuning in live. Thank you all for tuning in after the fact. If you are on any of the audio streaming platforms, do us a favor. Tell your friends about Card Subject to Change. 
Uh, like, share, subscribe. Go to our YouTube page. You tell a friend. They tell a friend. They tell a friend. Soon we have, soon we have more friends on our YouTube page. Click and subscribe and that that bell to get the notifications. For sure. But for my tag team partner, Never Wrong Nick Bull, I am the Wizard CZ. <clears throat> we will see you next time here on Card Subject to Change, powered by Lopez Pizza, built by Durham Remodeling, colored by Ryan Allison Tattoo. Thank you for tuning in and have a good night.